Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. This is The Real Brian with ProfitCast, and you are listening to Jeremy. It's the Neverland Podcast! Hey, I've got great news for you true believers. Here's your chance to get comic books absolutely free. Hey, you know me, Stan Lee wouldn't lie to you. All you've got to remember is stop by your local comic book store on the first Saturday in May. Got that? The first Saturday in May, go to your local comic book store. You're going to find 60, count them, 60 great comic books, yours for the asking, at your participating local comic book shop. Just imagine action, thrills, fantasy, all yours free on the first Saturday in May. And if you can't find your local participating shop, hey, We've got that covered for you, too. Go to your computer. Just go to www.freecomicbookday.com for the address of your nearest participating dealer. Happy reading and... Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Excelsior! Hello! We are back once again. Do you have your pixie in your pocket? Well, I am, of course, your pan, the spider pan. I am Jeremy. Uh, I have a pixie in my pocket now. You need to have a pixie in your pocket as well. Of course, I mean by that the good and young at heart attitude that you all should keep with you. But you have to be able to take that pixie out. So right now, sprinkle some of that pixie dust. We got to take flight to Neverland because we got to have a, a lot of fun today. But before we get to that fun, a few reminders while we're flying here. Remember to visit NeverlandPodcast.com. Email us at podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. On Facebook, just simply look for Neverland Podcast. You'll find both a like page and a group. 
leave us a voicemail, 816-226-6492. Join the Neverlanders by following the instructions on neverlandpodcast.com. When you find the Join the Neverlanders, well, it'll just simply say Neverlanders, right there in the black bar on the page. And don't forget to visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast, where you can donate to the show. Uh, And I am still working on uh, some incentives on there. But the big incentive I have right now is that half of what I get from Patreon goes to Give Kids the World, which is a wonderful charity. You can read all about it right there at NeverlandPodcast.com. I have a link there on the left that will take you there. But that's all of our details and crazy stuff like that that we have to get through, uh, of course, every day. It's time to have some fun, and I actually do have a bit of a news thing for you. I just don't have a sounder for it, because this is something that only happens once a year. And uh, I have a really great audio clip I'll just play for you here that's going to tell you all about it. Comic Book Day is always the first Saturday in May. Free Comic Book Day is Christmas for comic book fans. And it is the one day where the entire comics industry has said, we love comics so much, we want to give them away to people. They're gifts. There's the comics industry and the comic store saying, here, we love you, have these comics, these are for you. What makes it successful is that you have a bunch of stores getting together and kind of getting some nationwide coverage for this one day of the year where they promote the art form that is comics. It's a great way to get kids introduced to comics. And a big part of that is getting kids to read. We have many, many customers who have started reading through comic books. Who who, uh, introduced you to comic books? My daughter reads comics with me, so we know it's free comic day, so we came in for more free comics. It's really fun. It helps us read together. helps helps her learn how to read. She loves all the sound effects in there. The the characters are fun. Um, What do you like about comic books? I used to read comics when I was a young. I was a real dork, I guess. <laughs> and I want to pass the tradition on to my kids. If I was their age, I would think it was just the best day of my life. I just love comics. I just love the way it transforms, you know, your humdrum work life and you're transposed by these little paper books. I'm an artist. I just started writing a little bit. I have I do a lot of my own comics. I've worked for Marvel and DC for uh, going on 10, 11 years now. So my dad brought one home and I've been entranced. I mean, I, it helped me learn how to read and, uh, and and all I ever wanted to do since then is draw comic books. Just trying to pass on a love of comic books uh, uh, to my kids. Um, it's a, a good excuse to get them out of the house and uh, get them away from the TV. The thing about comic books, which is at its core, which resonates to everybody, is the moral compass, the center of right versus wrong. Comics show us how to be the best we can be. Because of Free Comic Book Day, because it reminds communities that, you know, there's uh, great reading opportunities for kids and there's really entertaining stuff for people who are, you know, looking for something to check out. It's like, you know, just uh, getting the next uh, generation interested in, in the art form. This thing that we've dedicated our lives to, we love it. Here, try this, maybe you will too. It's our way of trying to get people to understand why we love them, the things that we love. You can love it too, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants the people to love what they love. So we want the dedicated comic fans to find something new and people who don't read comics, we want them to find comics.
Yes, Free Comic Book Day is next Saturday, May the 2nd. Which is always, you know, pretty cool that it coincides right when Marvel will release a movie here the last few years. Free Comic Book Day will be that Saturday, so I've usually made a day of it. Uh, this year, I'm not sure how it's going to work out. I may have to work. I haven't gotten to see the schedule. Uh, I'm in a new position with the U.S. Postal Service, and I'm kind of a fill-in where I'm known as a city carrier assistant, so I have to fill in for any of the postal workers that are having a day off, and I won't know if I'm off and until, uh, off on Saturday until Wednesday, so I may have to have somebody go and pick up some stuff for me because I'll, you know, I'll get off whenever I'm done with the, whatever route I'm doing. Which uh, hopefully that won't take me too long, but I'm still slow at this, so I'm going to miss a lot of the early morning fun. I usually like to get out there early, so I may have to send a recorder out with Heather and have her go and uh, record some things, uh, either that or maybe pick up some things for me too. But uh, so what is it I'm going to have her pick up? Um, there is a lot of stuff to choose from. But some highlights that I was able to find on FreeComicBookDay.com. There is an, a special Avengers book for free. Also, a Marvel Secret Wars. Now, this is going to be a big event happening over the summer. I'm not sure what all is going on with this, but uh, Marvel has slowly ended up kind of having a bit of a multiverse going on. And this is apparently going to alter the multiverse, or maybe they're condensing. You know, I, I've tried not to look too far into it because uh, I really was kind of wanted to be surprised if I get a chance to to follow up on it but it promises to be a big event over the summer so i definitely think you know that's something to pick up to see what's going on with it and uh, i've heard they're going to make some corrections to spider-man which has needed it they've done some things with spider-man that was kind of cool but a lot of stuff like what are you doing and so they're maybe going to fix that that's just kind of some rumors i've heard so i don't know but there's a couple of marvel uh you know things out there uh, i didn't see anything directly from disney but go take a look um you know, there could be some stuff. There might even be, I don't know, because Star Wars is over with Marvel. Maybe I just overlooked it, but, you know, look around. Maybe you can find a Star Wars book there. But so far, I've just seen that there is an Avengers and a Secret Wars book from Marvel. Also going outside of Disney, but uh, topics we have spoken of here at the Neverland Podcast, there will be a special Tick comic book. You remember the Tick, right? We even had the voice of the Tick, Kevin, or not Kevin Townsend, that's a different person altogether, uh, but Townsend Coleman, <laughs> Townsend Coleman, the voice of the Tick, who was also the voice of Michelangelo, and yes, there is a TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles special comic that will be free on Free Comic Book Day. There's also a Doctor Who comic that I saw is going to be available on FreeComicBookDay.com. So as you have heard, all you have to do is find yourself a local comic shop and go check out what's there. There'll probably be something from some local comic artists as well. It's always a lot of fun. Sometimes they have some special events. Sometimes they have cookies and donuts or something, you know, food. It's always great, but you want to get there early because since it's free, everybody's going to go in there and grab the free stuff. And of course, part of the reason why they do it uh, for free and have all this stuff is they hope that maybe while you're there, you'll look around and find something. Wow, I didn't know there was a book of this. I used to like that character. There was a cartoon to that or something like that. And you'll maybe buy some few things and you might find something you really enjoy and keep coming back for. I know every year I keep finding a book... Um, and I cannot think of the name of it, but they always have nice hardcover. You know, they're very short, but they're like hardcover, and uh, they're these like 
Mouse Knights type of thing. It's really great art, and I cannot think of what the name of the series, but they have all these great fairy tale adventures with mice as the main characters, and they're all knights and things, and it's it's very cute, very creative, and uh, the only time I ever see it is Free Comic Book Day. I've never found the actual regular book series that they write of that, uh, but also I found there's licenses out there for Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal, and I have found books of that as well. Uh, but definitely go find a, a comic store and go check out what you can get for free, and I'm guaranteeing you will enjoy it. Uh, and if you weren't somebody who was going to enjoy it, you probably wouldn't even enjoy the show, so you wouldn't be hearing me. So, yeah, if you're listening to this show, you're somebody who is going to enjoy this. And while you're there, make sure you're, you know, after you're done getting your free comic books, go see Avengers Age of Ultron, because that will have opened on Friday. Now, some of you may go out and see it Friday. I like to wait for Saturday, because it's free comic book day, and I usually make it, like I said, I'll make a day of it. Uh, <laughs> this year is going to be a little different. Uh, but I think uh, we do have plans to go on Saturday, but I might sneak off on Friday to go watch it, because when the first Avengers film came out, I saw it Saturday morning, I saw it Saturday evening, and then my wife wanted to go, and so I saw it again on Sunday afternoon. Loved it all three times. I saw it in the same weekend. I might just, for fun, do, try to do that the same way. Maybe I'll go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday next week, but uh, I don't think my budget will necessarily allow that, because with my job transition, I'm not going to get paid until May 8th. So, I'm working hard, but not going to see a dime until later. Oh, but enough about me and my own problems. I have something really cool to share with you. It's something very, very different. Uh, and I do advise you to look at the show notes and visit, visit NeverlandPodcast.com and go to the podcast page for this week's show where you can find links where you can support these projects that uh, you're going to hear about. Well, right now, after a word from our... Uh, our friends. <laughs> I would say sponsors, but they're not sponsoring. But you know what? We have friends out there, and you should go check out their show. So here we go. He-Man and the Masters of Universe will be back right after these messages. C-3PO. Loki. Mace Windu. Dr. Bruce Banner. Captain Rex. Venom. Princess Leia. Jean Grey. Darth Maul. Nick Fury. Grand Moff Tarkin. Captain America. Lando Calrissian. Cyclops. What do all these characters have in common? Well, two of them were played by Samuel L. Jackson. A couple of them were played by Hammer Films veterans Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Come on, guys. You know this. Well, of course we do, Jessica. Just like Mickey Mouse and Captain Jack Sparrow, they're all now Disney characters. Hello, I'm Tracy of the Disney Indiana Podcast, and my co-host Scott and I enjoy talking about all aspects of the House of Mouse, and that includes their newest properties, Marvel and LucasArts. We also talk about Disney resorts, the cruise line, theme parks, and whatever else Mickey has to offer. Which includes movies, imagineering, video games, and collectibles. You'll never know what we'll decide to talk about. So check us out at www.disneyindiana.com or do a search for the Disney Indiana Podcast on iTunes because now we've got a lot more to talk about. And don't forget about those other quote-unquote Disney characters like, well, Sully. Fozzie Bear. Buzz Lightyear. Link Hogthrob. Doug. Janice. Merida. Pepe. Bruce. Ralph the Dog. Wally. Dr. The Disney Bunsen Indiana Honeydew. Podcast. Syndrome. Even after five years, we're still miles away from the nearest Main Street, USA. We're not listed on the map, but you can join us at www.disneyindiana.com. And now back to He-Man and the Master of the Universe. 
to Disney and beyond. All right, Neverlanders, we're going to do something very different, something that uh, I don't know if any other show has ever done before. I know it's something I've never done before, but we're going to talk. Well, heck, we've talked about some different toys, but we're going to talk about Legos and building and being creative with Legos. I haven't really talked about this before because... I'm not that creative with Legos. I just kind of follow the instructions. I know I would have been one of the villains in the Lego movie, I guess. But (laughs) we have some people on here that have some really cool Lego projects that are Disney-related. Some of it's a little bit of a stretch to be Disney-related, but we can make a correlation and everything. But uh, So I I didn't realize all these years that there was actually a website where people submit Lego projects for possible release as a Lego product. And uh, so I had received an email to learn. I've learned about one. And then from there, I learned about another. And I thought, well, this is really kind of cool. And I thought, you know what? We need to hear about these projects and talk to some of the people that that do this. And so I've got three guests on with me here. And uh, we'll start over here with um, with Beth over here. And uh, go ahead and tell us about yourself a little bit. Hi, my name is Beth Chalk. And I'm the creator of the Jim Henson's Labyrinth, the movie uh, uh, playset on the uh, Lego Ideas. Um, I'm a stay-at-home wife now. I used to be an engineer, but um, I've been spending most of my time working on artistic interests and Lego Ideas, uh, creating Lego sets is part of that. And then move right along. We have Michael and Lavinia, right? Am I saying yeah. it right? <laughs> uh, yeah, my name is Mike, and uh, me and my wife collaborated on a project for a Disney Pinocchio Lego, Lego marionette with a Jiminy Cricket minifigure. Um, I designed the marionette and actually built it in real life and, te- and uh, tested the build and stuff. And Lavinia actually did all the graphic design for the project and also um, tested the build for the Pinocchio because whenever I build it, I know how it's built. And it's easy for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is built great and it's not going to fall apart. But since I'm really good at breaking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect tester. So um, I play like a child. So yeah. she, since, she has, since she has no idea how it's actually built, then it's easy for her to break parts that would normally fall off with somebody not knowing how a certain part's put together. I don't know if that makes sense, but because he 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 handles it he handles it carefully because he knows you know what parts are a little shaky. So I'll just like grab it and be like, oh, this fell off. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, well, going in the same order here. Uh, were you always big fans of Lego since a child? You know, do you always kind of make little do-it-yourself projects? Um, I basically, um, this is Beth speaking, um, I was a fan of Lego when I was a child, but I kind of, like a lot of people, I kind of, quote unquote, grew up out of it, you know, for a while. And then um, when I had my own, when I had my own child um, five years ago, you know, um, I guess, I, you know, about, starting about four is when he started playing with Legos. And so um, when he started playing with Legos again, I started playing with Legos again. And, um, you know, so basically, um, you know, it started out doing just simple things with him. And then, you know, he, he, he took to it right away. So he started um, making more and more complicated models. He's already doing things that are well past his age, age level now. And so, um, you know, a few months ago, I was playing with him. 
and I had this idea for a set, and um, my husband told me about Lego's ideas, and that's how I got started designing sets. So really, I've only been designing sets for about four months. Oh, that engineering is coming really into effect, right, say? <laughs> it is. It is. It's helping, me, it's helping me design sets, and I've always been kind of creative, so it's a good outlet for me. And I think your child so apparently has got some of that engineer blood in him. <laughs> he does. He does. He's very creative. He's good at. He's good with science. Um, he's good at building things. He's he's very uh, creative at finding ways to get his way. So, how about you two, uh, Mike and Lavinia? Uh, well, my Lego building kind of started out when I was like um, six years old. I think is the farthest back that I remember having a set. And it was one of those, like, blue buckets. But um, after, you know, I became a teenager in, uh, I think it was, like, eighth grade of middle school, um, I felt like, oh, I need to be mature and get rid of my kid toys. So <laughs> I ended oh, up giving blasphemy. Away, <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I ended up giving <laughs> away my Legos uh, to uh, one of my friends, and I was just like, oh, no, I just need to stop playing with Lego because I do it too much, and I need to throw up. And <laughs> well, hey, that didn't, that didn't work out. But, um, this is Neverland. Anyway, we never grow up here. Yeah, I, I still wish I didn't get rid of those Legos now. But um, So as, a, as an adult, um, me and my wife, actually, in the beginning of our relationship, we would just take uh, walks, and we would walk to, like, Target, and we started seeing, like, that Lego started offering these cool um, sets based on IPs, like uh, the Indiana Jones sets. So that pretty much started our love for Lego again, because we're like, oh, my God, look at all these cool sets. And then um, we, I think we bought the one with, like, the motorcycle and whatever. And ever since then, we've been kind of off and on buying more sets and building up the Lego collection. Yeah, our collection is quite extensive. <laughs> it's taking over our bedroom. <laughs> it's not that big. It's not big for a Lego fan, but it's big for people that don't understand Lego, because my sister comes over and she's like looking under the bed at all these boxes and all this stuff, and she's like, oh my god, you guys are crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that completely because uh, the room I'm sitting in here, what I call the Neverland Studios, uh, some of this is my wife's fault. Uh, she managed to get, uh, we've got a poster for every Star Wars movie, plus a big stand-up of Darth Vader. I've got some Ninja Turtle toys on the wall and a bunch of other toys over there, Star Wars toys, Marvel toys bunch of disney infinity toys if we have if we had people that didn't know us that were our friends that came over and saw this room they'd probably be like what is with you people <laughs> it's and not it start- unusual though as yeah. you get older you kind of crave those things that you had as a child you know yeah that sense yeah. of nostalgia yeah Young definitely yeah, and it's starting to leak into the bedroom where uh, I've got to. I I, I figure I, I have a rule for it. It's like okay, the regular type toys, action figures, that kind of thing can be in this room. But if I buy a stuffed type of thing, like I got Muppets and I have some Disney characters, they get to stay in the bedroom. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of the same way. We try to keep the well, we don't have much space, but we try to keep the bedroom sort of you know 
normal. Not so buttered with, yeah, sort of normal. Cause, yeah, the studio in the living room has a little more fanny type stuff in it, but yeah. Yeah, I got dirty looks when I tried to actually put some Harry Potter stuff in the living room. My wife was like, why is this leaking out here? <laughs> I was like, this is our home. Like the whole place is like my bedroom. Sort of, except for, you know, because I could sleep on the couch if I had to. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, at what point um, uh, with, you know, with, with Michael and Livia, did you start kind of creating your own type of things with the Legos? Because you said you mentioned you were buying all these different sets. Did you kind of oh, put yeah. together the original intention and then start saying, well, you know what? I kind of like would try to build this now. When did that start? I've, I've always kind of been into just building my own stuff, but I never tried building something that existed before. So um, I actually was just like building little stuff with the, the, the um, Legos that we had. And then I started um, to think about the fact that there was uh, an, eh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, up my words. Invader Zim is where it all started. Um, it's this cartoon that was like, uh, aired in 2001 and then was canceled shortly thereafter. And um, th- it has a pretty huge fan base, and um, me and my wife are really big fans of the show. So we, I was like, well, I wonder if I could make the, the little spaceship from the show. And then uh, I pulled it off, and it came out pretty cool, but Lego didn't make the bricks in the appropriate colors. So I was like, oh, that kind of stinks. You know, I can never really build this like the real set because they don't produce these colored pieces. But then I, I don't know how I found out, but I happened to uh, stumble on the Cuso website, which is what Lego Ideas used to be called. And then um, I was like, oh my gosh, they actually have a site where you can submit your own sets. So me and uh, Lavinia decided uh, to make a project for Invader Zim, and then we did all the custom coloring and renders, and that's what started the whole Lego Ideas thing. And now we have, like, um, I don't know how many projects now, but... Quite a few. There's the Tumblr, the the Christopher Nolan Tumblr, and then there's a mm. like a red-eyed tree frog, and a I can't remember what else is on there. And there's the GBZ too, the plane. Yeah, which is pretty. We have like six projects up, but we really are passionate about the Pinocchio one because we think it's just so cool because it's yeah, marionette. I mean, it actually works. You yeah. know, it's not just like a. It's it's more than just a Lego. That and I really want a Jiminy Cricket minifigure because he's so adorable. <laughs> but but he actually like works. You can like play with him. So not only do you get to build him, but then it's just such a cool toy, not just for you know kids, but also for adults. And it's just so interactive. Yeah. And Lego's never really done that, so I think it would be cool. I'm all about new ideas. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see any of the other projects that we have on Lego Ideas, you can actually search for Buggy Irk, which is B as in boy, U-G-G-Y-I-R-K in the search box, and then you can see all the other projects we have. But Yeah, I think Pinocchio has the most potential, though, not only because people love Disney, but I don't know, I just, well, he's, I don't know how much exposure he'll get, but I just think he's the winner. Yeah. <laughs> So how about you, Beth? What was the first project when you kind of decided to break away from the instructions? Well, I mean, I've been building basically little small things with my son for, you know, you know, basically for three years. You know, they're just 
they were with existing pieces. Most of what we have actually is a Star Wars type stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of little spaceships and a lot of little robots and a lot of things in gray and black, you know, <laughs> you know, um, but most of my building is done virtually. You know, I, I had this idea for this, basically a nightlight. Um, it's, it's, it's my first set that I, that I put up that I designed and it's honestly, it's a, it's a tad bit clunky, but uh, I was excited about it. And I'm like, I want to design this thing. And I was like, and I went on, um, uh, my husband told me about Lego Ideas. I, I've never heard of Cuso. Uh, uh, um, I've not heard of Lego Ideas before, but my husband had heard of it, and he just said, "Hey, you know, there's, there's probably you could probably be good at it. Um, why don't you uh, go to this website, check it out?" Um, I did. I saw that they had a digital designer. I went, I can make my own sets. I can color them however I want to. And so that's how I got started, you know. And really, it's only been four months. I mean, it's not been a very long time. But um, people are responding to some of my projects, so it makes me really happy. And and since my first one, my projects, I think, they've gotten a lot better. They've gotten a lot more focused. They're a lot more complicated. And so I think going forward, you know, I'm going to be putting out some projects that I think, you know, will be – that people will really like and really respond to. So how was it? We'll, we'll go right back with Beth on that. How was it? Uh, we're talking the specific you know, projects, of course, with Labyrinth and Pinocchio. How was it you, that you chose Labyrinth to, uh, to make a, a project? I just love that movie. I mean, I just really, really love that movie growing up. Um, it's a dense story. It's a coming-of-age tale, you know, from a female perspective. It has puppetry. It has practical effects. It's bright, vibrant. It's bright. It's kind of psychedelic at times, you know. And it's just, <laughs> it's just an awesome story. And it holds up to repeat watching. As an adult, I appreciate it. I just love the movie. And so that's why I did the set. You know, the, the project is called Jim Henson's uh, Labyrinth the Movie. And so I did the whole movie because I love the whole movie. So it's a big set, but it has got, like, a lot of detail. And I think the people who are, like, really serious fans of the film will really love it. So I'm, I'm just really excited about it. As huge fans of Labyrinth, we can vouch for that. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Yeah, Labyrinth is one of those movies that uh, I remember watching it when I was a kid and just thinking, wow, this is really great, and also having a crush on Jennifer Connelly. Uh, <laughs> it, I didn't fully understand, though, the ending of the film until I got older, and then I and then I watched it again, and I realized, wow, this is really about her having to take responsibilities and kind of grow up, but then at the end, being able to acknowledge that, you know, even though I've got to grow up, every once in a while, for no reason at all, I still need some of these childhood things. And I was like, yeah, oh, my gosh, that's, it's there that's it is either. in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, when uh, I was little, I didn't understand that. I just thought it was a cool movie. But now yeah. as an adult, I go back and I look at it. I'm like, this is a good story. You know, it's a good story that, you know, tells what growing up is really, you know, what, it, what it's like. You know, having to take responsibility for your actions and trying and just, um, you know, you know, growing fully into adulthood. Mm-hmm. It's a really deep movie when you start paying attention and start learning what some of the because every adventure she has, there's a little lesson in it that she's learning. Yeah, 
it's so it's so well written that uh wow it's it's definitely i think was maybe a little bit of ahead of its time for what people would consider when they're were thinking of jim henson because you know i think a lot of people look at the muppets and i know with the muppet show my you know, like my grandparents and parents would just say oh look you can sit and watch the muppet show and so they send me as a kid just watching it not really there's a lot of stuff in the muppets that were were funny for adults and would make the adults think as well and so something like Labyrinth, you know, comes out. I remember when I watched it, my parents were like, oh, look, there's something for the kids to watch. But then I, you know, I got more out of it as an adult than I did as a kid. So there's there's so, so much that Jim Henson would, with things he would create that uh, he, he was able to create, I think, a broad spectrum of things without everything he did to where the kids are going to enjoy it for one aspect and the parents are going to actually enjoy it. Uh, sort of like one of my f- absolute favorite movies, The Dark Crystal, uh, although it scared oh, me yeah. to death the first time I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> face it skeg sees are scary but that's also what helped pull me into it then started making me root for jen is you know he's like oh he can do something to defeat the skeksis although i didn't fully understand everything when i first saw it uh, you know of how it turned out like the skeksis and the oh uh, the mystics were related and actually one race that that kind of blew me away and it it, it wasn't until i was older that i i started to understand a little bit that they were kind of hinting at them being one race and uh, and how we're all kind of a combined thing. And there's actually this big, deep philosophical thing kind of going on about the, uh, everybody is actually got some good and some evil in them. And uh, it's kind of that balance in the two that we are. And we really have to make that choice of which one we're going to feed, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And they're such a feast for your eyes, too. They're so beautiful. Oh, all yeah. The, just There's just so much stuff to look at. I mean, just when you look at her set alone, there's just so much stuff and all the challenges that she has and and there's still even more you know you can't even really put it all into a set but you can yeah no yeah, matter what any, any everything in the museum there yeah no matter what every, i mean it would be such a cool set to have even if you can't have like the whole movie in there <laughs> pieces <laughs> of it would be I awesome <laughs> yeah you yep. did an awesome job i mean it's pretty much everything that's memorable to me, it with within yeah, it's all, it's all pretty much there. Now, is it set up to where if 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 Lego decided they wanted to market this, could they sell it like scene by scene, and so you could buy this set and then this set and this set, and then eventually put the whole thing together? Would it work that way? You know, honestly, right now it wouldn't. It's a single set right now. Um, I kind of had to make a call about what I wanted to do in in, in that department. I, I think it would be great to have independent sets, but I think I have a feeling with sort of the, the property. The, this, the reason I made this decision to make a, a single set is because I'm not really sure that Lego would, would would sell a bunch of independent sets based upon the franchise. Mm-hmm. I think they might be more likely to do a single collector set. And so that's kind of why I decided to make it the way that I made it, where it's a single set. But, I mean, I could always go back and make independent sets, you know, of different scenes if I wanted to. But at this point, I'm kind of thinking of keeping it a single thing, and I'll just go through brick reduction exercises to kind of try to trim it down. And so uh, I think that's kind of my plan for right now. Now, was there a way that you might have uh, managed to get, like, okay, because, like, when she first gets into the labyrinth, she doesn't see any turns or anything, and she has, like, this hidden turn. Did you manage to find a way to do that where you could, like, I don't know, have a gap to slide your figure in or anything? Um, basically, so there is – I do have that wall, 
where you basically have sort of a gap, uh, a gap in the wall where you have like the fairy lichen with the eyes on it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little gap where she slides, she can go past the fairy lichen and then she encounters the four guards. So I actually did set up the set that you, as you move around the set, you actually move through the movie in the in the order that, that the events happen in the movie. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I mean, I put a lot of thought into how the set is designed. So basically, you move the character around, um, basically um, counterclockwise, and she moves through the scenes as as they occur actually in the film. Cool. Did you use a lot of uh, minifigs for some of the characters, or did you? It looked like for Ludo, you actually built him completely out of Legos. Yeah, I built Ludo. Um, there were some uh, parts for. Um, I think it was trolls um, that I basically used to make Ludo, and then I did a few customized. Uh, um, there are existing Lego parts, but I basically um, uh, managed to get horns on him, and I put a few bricks along the back um, to make him look a little bit more like hunched over, like Ludo looks in the movie. Um, so he had to be kind of built, but you know the um, the fireies, uh, the fire gang. They're all um, made with minifigures um, um, with with uh, sort of their bird bird masks over um, sort of an animal face. <laughs> um, and uh, Sarah, you know, Sarah's just a classic minifig. Um, I put, uh, to make all of the characters' relative heights right, I actually stuck little one-by-ones on the bottom of uh, uh, Jarrah's uh, feet and on Sarah's feet to make them slightly taller than uh, some of the other characters, like the goblins and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, so I put some thought into how the characters look. I mean, and it is tough, you know, uh, within the confines of Lego ideas, you have to use basically parts that are existing. So when you go to make things, it's actually very challenging to make things look like, you know, if you're, look, you want it to look like what's in the movie, it's actually mm-hmm. kind of challenging to do. So I think I did a pretty good job, though, with all of the characters, uh, especially with all the characters. So I think I did okay. And the convenient thing is that because they're Lego, the Firebird characters, you can actually pull them apart. (laughs) Yes, you can. You can. You can take their heads off. In fact, one of the characters in there does have his head off. I'm not really sure you can see it in the the screenshot, but he's actually holding one of them, holding his head. So uh, just like in a movie. That's awesome. Okay, so now on over to the Pinocchio. Uh, I did get to see you have a video up there of showing how this works uh, as a marionette, but uh, I I cannot figure out the mechanics of how you managed to get Legos all hooked together in such a way. Uh, I mean, did you use some specialty type sets? How did you get that to work? Uh, no, I didn't use any specialty type sets. It's just the the joints that. Um are connecting like the legs and the arms and the forearms to Pinocchio are kind of like the the joints in like train sets where they connect the two um, like the engine and one of the um, back cars together. So it's loose, but they're still connected together. I don't know if that's coming across in my explanation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I haven't seen too many Lego parts that are that are movable, other than like uh, like the Bionicle. You know, they're they're meant to be able to move. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, all those sets have friction joints, so you can't yeah. really use that for a marionette because it's got to be loose, so you can move mm-hmm. it with springs and everything. Yeah. But um, there are there are some um, joints that 
aren't friction. So that's pretty much what I use. I don't I don't know how to describe. Are all the joints in the mixels friction joints? Yeah. 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 So I guess pretty much just the train joints. <laughs> yeah. What? We just happened to buy quite a few of those uh, Christmas, those little like five dollar Christmas trains that they released in the holiday season because. It was cute. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know how, how big of a fan you guys are of Lego, but they had these little tiny green trains that they were selling for like $5 a piece, and you could actually buy one train, um, and if you bought three boxes of the same train, you could make like a train with three, well, one engine and two cars on it. Wow. There was like three different builds for the same yeah. set, so you could get like a whole train going if you got more than one set. Yeah, so that was as special of a set as we had to buy. And then the rest of the bricks we pretty much just had. Um, of course, we didn't have them in the right colors, but no. that's what's yeah. so great about Lego Ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is what's great about Lego Ideas. Yeah. It's, like, it's we need hard to book. afford to buy it. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> to make Pinocchio look the way that uh, he looks with the official coloring and everything, we used Lego Digital Designer, which is a program that Lego offers for free. So anybody can build digitally with all the Lego bricks that they pretty much currently offer. And even if they don't want to buy the sets, they can just build digitally. Like Beth said, she likes to do a lot. So. Wow, so that just would be fun. complicated. <laughs> I, I've never been good at sculpting anything, and the only time I ever made anything with Lego outside of the instructions is uh, when we, with us kids, we would take some of the space sets, and we kind of try to design our own ships yeah. and uh, use some of the different parts to say, okay, well, these are laser guns now, and then as many uh, as angular pieces as you could get so you could almost make it look like it would be uh, you know, wind dynamics and stuff like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine trying to do that on a computer. That would be tricky to me. Well, that's why we, um, I don't know how Beth does it, but when uh, I designed the Pinocchio, I actually built build it, and pretty much all the sets I build, I build in real life to test the stability of them, make sure that they make they would actually make a legitimately good model so that when people play with it, it doesn't fall apart, you know? <laughs> yeah. So so I, we did that with Pinocchio with the, the parts that we had and then um, built it digitally after that. So how yeah, big is Pinocchio? Pinocchio is, uh, let me look at the measurements. He is 12 inches, so he's yeah. a ruler tall. Oh, because I couldn't <laughs> tell. It looked like he was kind of huge, and I was like, that's that's a lot of Legos. You know? he's, he's pretty much what you would imagine a typical marionette, because we have, like, a regular marionette. Uh, and, he, you know, he's he might be, like, a tad taller, but he's pretty much very much the same scale Yeah, as a typical <laughs> marionette so you're just about the right size for that little jiminy cricket minifigure (laughs) oh yeah perfect if you were (laughs) if you were looking at pinocchio in the movie um and you can see the way that he looks in comparison to uh geppetto um it it, he he kind of looks like a toy he doesn't really look like a little boy size Mm -hmm. or smaller even though in the movie at some point he's with other little boys and he's the same size (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, in the in the movie, um, he like the scale that we have for our set is almost the same scale as in the movie because he's like he's kind of small compared to a, a real boy in scale compared to Geppetto, and then um, Jiminy Cricket is like the perfect scale compared to Pinocchio. I don't know. The scales <laughs> seem to work the same as it is 
kind of in the movie. Yeah, because the, the minifigure would probably, you know, fits on, like, his shoulder really good. Like, he's a little, like, he's his conscience. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the size works. How much fun is it to play with if you take the strings off? Uh, I mean, it's it's more fun to look at than play with. I mean, I guess you can kind of, like, um, move him around and his arms would flail and his legs would flail, but with the strings, you really get more of the control for making him look like he's actually doing something. Instead of you with hands, I've got no strings. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which now that song cute. gives me the creeps because of Ultron. <laughs> Especially with the Age of Ultron trailer. Mm-hmm. That song officially now gives me the creeps. I, I have it as a ringtone on my phone. Anytime it rings, it actually gives me a little shiver now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people are actually afraid of the movie Pinocchio. You know, there's there's kind of some scary stuff for small kids, especially. Not well, Snow White has some scary movie. things, too, so... Uh, Snow White was, boy, I tell you what, if I'd have been a little kid when I first saw that, that witch probably would have scared me to death when she first shows up because it's all this big spooky theme where she does the spell. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that's kind of sad to see it go from uh, Walt Disney World when they, they, they've granted, they've built a great dwarf mine ride that I have not gotten a chance to ride yet, but they took out Snow White's Scary Adventures. And oh. really all they did was just translate from the movie. And it actually is pretty scary in its own way. So well, that's, yeah. still scares me. Yeah. Not I haven't seen the Angelina Jolie version, but yeah, the animated version <laughs> that that music that they play, you know, when she's like luring Aurora like up there, yeah. it just creeps me out. It like gives me goosebumps every time yeah. I listen to it. Yeah, I, if I were you, I would stick to the animated Sleeping Beauty, which is a beautiful masterpiece because that, that live action when Angelina Jolie played the character very well, but they messed with the story too much. And uh, I've gone on several rants on my show already. Of That's actually one of the few movies that I've walked out of, and I was so mad because it was, wow. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the animated one. The animated one looks beautiful on Blu-ray. We just recently got it on Blu-ray, and it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah I bought the Blu-ray. I'm not a fan of them redoing all these Disney classics that are, you know, gems into yeah. live-action movies that they're just pumping out. And it seems like every single one of them just, it's like, obviously not going to do it justice, so why even do it? <laughs> on that subject, they're actually going to be releasing a live-action Pinocchio. They're working on oh, that goodness. now. Uh, Didn't they say that they were going to do like a live action Dumbo too? I don't even know how um, that's going to work. Tim Burton wow. is actually going to direct Dumbo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some of that's the things gonna... I think, you know, they could make work like Beauty and the Beast. If they maybe took the script from, you know, the stage version, which I don't know if you've ever seen, but the stage version is fantastic and it's got some extra songs. And I was thinking, you know, if they kind of use that for a basis for a live action movie, that could be good. Uh, I, I haven't gotten a chance to see Cinderella yet, but I've I've heard some reviews, some people that thought, oh, no, it's terrible because they didn't change the story. And other people say, oh, it was great. They stuck to the story and just added to it and made it even better. So, Are there songs in that movie? Or? I don't believe so. Not that I'm aware of. I, you know, I want to go check it out. I just haven't gotten a chance to, <laughs> which is sad. Considering a Disney podcast where normally I'll review every movie they put out for the most part, and I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Emma Watson's going to be in the Beauty and the Beast one, right? Yeah. I do yeah. like her. Yeah, that's a good yeah. choice. I like that. Yeah. Hermione. <laughs> 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 we love Harry Potter. 
<laughs> well, I, that's, do. Oh, well, I guess I don't know how much uh, you could create to do anything new with Harry Potter because I guess they've already got some pretty good Harry Potter sets. Oh, but... they have so many sets. We we need them, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> they make more sets than I can keep up with, and I, I well, I just don't have the money to collect all of that I, that I would get because I mean, they, now that they've got Ghostbusters out there, they've got Marvel sets, and um, my goodness, I would go crazy if I had the money. Yeah, we still got the Ecto one on our nightstand. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's one of the ones that's definitely on my list of oh, I really want that one. I do have yeah, a I neat little. Where it's gone though. Yeah, because the thing with the Lego Idea sets is they only have like they have like limitations on quantities that you can buy whenever they release them, and then sometimes they just like sell out. Oh, I'm actually no. sort of surprised they haven't sold out yet because a lot of the Lego Idea set do sell out pretty quickly. Yeah, they don't sell them in nearly as big a quantity as uh, the, the regular um, official Lego sets. Uh, well, because they did release. I thought it was official with the Ghostbusters set that the, you know, they got the licensing to release that, so I've kind of well, thought it's, 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 offic- it's official, just not... Uh, it's the Lego like, Ideas Division set. Yeah. So they don't produce as many. Yeah, for some reason they yeah. have different rules with the Lego Ideas set, even though they are legitimate Lego sets, than with their own sets. Yeah, and I guess that's one of the things you have to cross your fingers with with both of your projects is, you know, if even if you get enough people who back to the, the project, Dis- you know, Lego's got to go through and get Disney's okay for Pinocchio with uh, uh, Labyrinth is still considered to be a Jim Henson production, so it's not actually a Disney uh, property, yeah, but uh, right. yeah. they still got to get licensing for that one, and that's one of those things you just kind of cross your fingers, like, oh man, if we get even enough people to show that yes, there's enough people who would probably buy this set, can you get the licensing for it, and is does Lego consider it worth the cost that it may be for the licensing? Yeah, so I think you got that oh, that yeah. second step to get through. We we oh. think we may that's be covered. Um. With Pinocchio, we think we that the licensing might not be as big of an issue because of the fact that they have the Disney Princess line. Yeah. So hopefully, since they already have the working relationship with Disney, they'll be able to get a good deal on the Pinocchio. All the sets still have to go through. Like, I mean, just because you get the 10,000 supporters doesn't mean it gets made into – it still has to go through. Like, they have to build it. It has to go through, like, a focus group, and they have to, you know, see, are people going to buy this? Is this – a good set for us to make. And and it's not like, I mean, there's so many good sets on Lego Ideas, but some of them don't make it. Like some really awesome ones don't make it. So Doctor mm. Who is going to make it, though, so I'm really excited about that. <laughs> oh, a Doctor Who set. I didn't know they made one. I'm going to have to go look. That's the most recent one that they uh, uh, announced. That with Wally. Did you know about Wally? A Wally set, like Disney Pixar Wally, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're doing yeah. the brick-built Wally. Wow! See, I would yeah, probably they both like that too. Pass the review phase, so they they're gonna be made. Oh, <laughs> uh, now if only they can make it talk. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! Uh, well, okay, let's make sure everybody knows where to find you guys, and also make sure you send me some links. On- I'll put them in the show notes. Of course, I've already had in the show notes uh, anyone who's been paying attention now on your phone when you listen to this show. I have had a link up there for a while for the Pinocchio project. Uh, I need to, of course, get some links, though, for the Labyrinth project. But Beth, go ahead and tell us how people can find the Labyrinth project and support you. Um, basically, uh, you can go to um, Lego Ideas 
and um, you can search for um, Jim Henson's Labyrinth the Movie, um, and you can find it there on Lego Ideas. Uh, you can also, honestly, just Google it, and it comes up as um, one of the first, uh, I, think, I think the first link, if you put in Jim Henson's Labyrinth the Movie, it's the first link. Uh, my uh, Lego Ideas um, name is Bill Fiend, so just uh, search for the uh, project and look for, um, look for my name, Bill Fiend, uh, attached to the project, and that will be the one. It's a big, it's a big Labyrinth set. Hard to miss. <laughs> and how do you spell that? What is that? Bill scene or what was it? Uh, build scene. Uh, B U I L D F I E N D. Oh, build fiend. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Okay. And of course, Michael and Lavinia, you did tell us about uh, where to find you guys, but let everybody know again. It's uh, like I R K. Oh, well, something okay. like that. Uh, <laughs> if you go to uh, ideas dot lego dot com you can search for um pinocchio and you'll actually see that it's it's i think there's only one other pinocchio set but it's the one that's the lego marionette um you can also just search for our projects by searching for my username on uh lego ideas which is buggy irk and uh how you spell that is b is in boy u g g y i r k Okay. Well, thanks, you guys, for coming on and talking about these projects. This has been fun. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having us. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks. And remember, everybody, go look in the show notes or go to NeverlandPodcast.com into the podcast section for this episode, and I will make sure I have some links up there. Go support these projects. Go browse around Lego Ideas and find other projects because you never know what's going to be on there. There's a lot of creative stuff on there, and you're bound to find a lot of things that you like that you actually would be interested in purchasing. So definitely go check out this website. All these people really deserve support because it takes a lot of work to put these together, I'm sure, because I know I couldn't do it. <laughs> so. <laughs> But yeah, everybody go ideas.lego.com. Neverland feedback. Okay, we have a few shout outs to give out this week, mainly some new Twitter followers I want to give a shout out to. Thank you for following us on Twitter Robin Pedrotti, Dale Callahan, PhD. How about that? We have a PhD who's listening. Uh, Brian Hazard, Will Rogers, and uh, this is with a D. This isn't like Will Rogers, the old singing cowboy who has since passed away. And also Danny Miller. Also, I want to thank you for a retweet. Daniel Benedict, last week's guest, had that really great fan film, Fall of Grace Call. Uh, go to fallofgracecall.com for more information. And if you didn't hear last week's show, go back and check it out. It was a really great interview, really a lot of interesting things going on, and I'm looking forward to getting a chance to see this film when he starts streaming it online. OK, 
Okay, and with that, I'd like to thank you for once again downloading and flying with us to Neverland here on the Neverland Podcast. I do appreciate you coming along with me every week, and I'm just trying to bring you the the most fun I can possibly pack into about an hour-long show. And uh, so give me some feedback. iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, uh, on Facebook, Twitter. Let me know what you think of the show, what you're enjoying, what maybe you want to hear more of. Just let me know. I I love hearing back from you and knowing what you're enjoying about the show and that you're having fun coming along with me every week but remember to keep that pixie in your pocket and by that of course as i say every week i remember that good attitude that young young at heart attitude to keep with you that helps you get through a lot of the difficulties of life and the challenges that you're going to face and also gives you the ability to spread a little pixie dust to somebody else who may need it and you may make a new friend you never know but until next week god bless Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on Twitter.com slash NeverlandPCast and Facebook.com slash NeverlandPodcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright Blue Band Productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license.